that's a great segue because I am extremely interested in how you are um, taking what you've learned and then making, you know, parenting your own because you do have two amazing kids and one of them is nonverbal and the other one is very verbal. Very, very. <laughs> and so she's so great. They both are so wonderful, it, like on, in their own individual ways. And so like, how have you made adjustments to your mothering to help facilitate a safe environment for the So both? first things first is, like I said, my parents didn't do everything right, but most mm-hmm. of what they did was right. Um, so, you know, the old school, like if you put it in front of them, they'll eat it. Mm-hmm. That had that it had to work for us. Yeah. If you food, you don't eat it. If you don't eat it, you're gonna go to bed. Until you have a son who is, <laughs> you know, like okay, I won't eat it. But it's not he won't eat it. It's because he's got like you know sensory texture things, so he mm-hmm. doesn't like every single thing. So that's one thing that I'm like, okay, mom, dad, that was great. Love that advice wonderful I have to make these things have to find certain things that he will like um we know he likes crunchy food Mm -hmm. loves crunch so instead of giving him chips veggie straws because he loves the veggie straws (laughs) and uh dried seaweed that's like you know garlic pepper and sea salt because he's international like oh girl that is an international boy that's that's our little asian baby our <laughs> rice teriyaki chicken orange chicken like right i'm like he that's that sushi he'll eat sushi with me and he likes wasabi because <laughs> it's the texture that's a big ch- that yes. asian food is is has a lot of texture in it so when you you have to like and i had to i had to peel back the if I'm making it, you're going to eat it and say, mm-hmm. okay, so these are some of the things that you do eat. And I don't want you to eat chicken nuggets and French fries every single day. Um, so let's try to find some healthier options. Or if you do eat chicken nuggets, instead of French fries, today, you're going to eat apples, grapes, mangoes, or, you know, green beans, rice, grapefruit, or something just to like, you know, familiarize what, like what's going on. Right. We grew up, um, my parents did like a deep dive into like making us healthy and stuff. Um, so my dad used to juice for us almost every single morning. Wow. Yeah. We had to drink like celery juice and like carrot juice. And so when I used to like have a smoothie waiting for Kyan when he got home from school, like, Oh, nope. So it's kind of like introducing things that I saw that were healthy. And then everything isn't for everyone now for right i could definitely put food in front of her and be like girl you got to eat this but i'm starting to learn maybe that's not the nicest perspective maybe Mm -hmm. maybe it is okay for them to have options but it's the options i'm going to give it's not like what do you want to eat it's like you can either have a grilled cheese or you can have spaghetti yeah (laughs) like you still control the options but there are options present (laughs) right um and then we are in a new generation it's a different generation I say this all the time like my dad and I talk very often um 
the things that they taught us will most likely not apply to our children because one, we live up here in Maryland. We don't live in Texas. We don't live in California. Um, Maryland, they celebrate everything. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, different cultures, different races, pride, um, sexuality. Um, it's all appreciated here, different religions. Yeah. So the children, if we stay here long-term, they will see different, um, it won't just be our house that they learn. They'll right. learn other things. And they just won't learn that at school. They'll learn that at the library, at museums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that my parents had to learn to survive as Black people. Right. That, that I didn't have to, that I experienced, but it wasn't to the degree that they did, that my children right. did not even have to experience. So um, saying like, you know, uh, we didn't learn this growing up, but my dad was like, y'all not saying ma'am and sir, because we don't surrender like that. For him, it's different. Yes. For my kids, I can just be like, you know, you could just say yes or yes, missus, or mm-hmm. kind of, you kind of like take what they had and then adapt to the times that we're in. Right. My, my dad's mother was born in 1919. She was the youngest of her siblings, like one of the youngest, excuse me, of her siblings. Her oldest sister was, I believe, born in 1896. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they had babies younger. Mm-hmm. And then she was one of like the change that her mom had gone through menopause and mm-hmm. uh, not, it's not really menopause. You're having a baby at 40. So, <laughs> my dad's grandparents were born slaves yeah what they taught my grandmother was survival what my grandmother taught my dad and my older sister because she took care of my older sister was survival yeah I don't have to teach my children survival in the full sense that they have to do it but it's 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 like different mechanisms so you know this generation they're going to be different they live a life of luxury. So I don't, now- yeah, people shouldn't be. I think it's really weird when people are like, uh, you're not making your kid get it out the mud. You're not making them suffer a little. I'm like, okay, but if we believe in generational wealth, right? We believe in quote unquote breaking generational curses. Why would I why why would I want to be in a space where I'm making my kid do the same thing that I did? That doesn't make sense. Why would I, why can't I? Not why would I? Why can I not help them in the beginning? Right. And like pull back layers. My son, love him to death. I learned so much with him. It's called prompting. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, verbal prompt is like, go get that. They can do Mm -hmm. it. Sometimes he doesn't understand the verbal cue. So when he was first learning, 18 months, two years old, they were saying, sometimes you have to put your hands on top of their hands and get them to do it. Yeah. By the time three, take your hands off and see if they do it. So example, taking like picking up the trash, mm-hmm. and putting it in the, in the trash can, you with their hands, you scoop up the trash and then you walk them over to the trash can, you put it, put it down. Second time, scoop their hands, walk them over to the trash can, put it down. Third time you say, okay, it's time to pick up the trash. 
if he does it, he's learned it. If he doesn't, you help him again. Right. And that's the kind of parent that I want to be. I don't, I told you to pick up the trash. Let's learn together. Yeah. The trash. Right. He, he, he needs a few more steps, but why can't I use those same steps with my daughter? Hmm. Yeah. I get it on the second try. She might get it instantly. Right. Not use that same mindset of, I am here to help nurture and allow you to learn this lesson. Yeah. Help nurture, allow you to learn this lesson. I'm here to watch and make sure that you learn the lesson. And now my hands are off. Hmm. And that's kind of like where I am in parenting with the both of them. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be right here. And then slowly, but surely I'm going to have my hands off, but I'm still here. I'm yeah. Still available. I'm still present. I'm not saying, well, you're independent now. So you got it. <laughs> you, you find, you, you know how to go to the bathroom on your own. You good. Cause then, cause then if you, this is just an example. If you go to the bathroom on your own and then you flush the whole roll of toilet paper down the toilet. Now I'm mad at you. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But did they learn? Hey, we only use this much. So I still have to keep a close eye until I know. And that just takes time. Patience. Good Lord. <laughs> Patience. That's a big word. That's a, it's a big word when you uh, talk to people that work in ministry, uh, which is why I believe that uh, motherhood is a form of ministry. Oh, 100%. And so like <laughs> for um, new moms, old moms, in-between moms who are trying to integrate um, like a spiritual foundation as you know into how they are fostering and developing their kids and whatnot and pouring into them is there any advice that you have with them especially for those that are I think it's like like they call it like biblical parenting like those that are really trying to like move in that direction and sometimes it may go against the grain for them do you have any any advice so I loved that you said spiritual first and then biblical because I can adhere to both um spiritual is you know the the whole like embodiment um, Mm -hmm. who you are and I love that affirmations are getting like wild wildly popular yeah daily affirm your children literally um it's like you have no idea what it does to just say I'm so proud of you yeah you're so beautiful Mommy loves you so much. I'm pretty sure my children are tired of hearing me say that I love them. But just, you really did that. Awesome. Great job. It doesn't have to be like, you are a brown skinned girl and you're going to take the world. It can be that. (laughs) But you can, uh, your hair is so lovely today. Do you like what mommy did to your hair? Tell mommy, thank you. And then, you know, you said so well, just affirming who they are as a person mm-hmm. is does tremendous to their spirit They're yeah their body into their spirit um biblical i got a bunch of tips um obviously <laughs> i grew up in the church <laughs> i grew up with christian parents um so our first prayer that we learned was the lord's prayer 
Yeah. We did recite that every night. And then after we were recited the prayer, we would say, God bless mommy. God bless daddy. We would go down the list. But like saying the Lord's prayer um, at night is a beautiful thing. My husband, he was raised Catholic. So I, he wants to do Lord's prayer, of course. That's what I grew up doing. But then he added glory be to the father and to the son and to the Holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be a world without end. Amen. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful prayer. And we say it every single night with the children. First thing, add in a prayer at mealtime. But you, once you start that routine, if you put down the plates and then they, like you forget, mommy, we forgot to pray. Yeah, okay. they do. They tell on you every time. <laughs> and Kaiser loves, oh Lord, this girl loved that. She loved praying. I love it too. <laughs> um, we have, um, we just got it. Well, let me go back to when they were, t- when they were tiny. Veggie Tales Devotional. It's a small book. It's, it's for like toddlers, really small. They can, it's not long because, you know, they get antsy and then it has mm-hmm. like a little prayer at the end. Veggie Tales Devotional. We got that for my son's um, first birthday. One thing about my mama, she, she going to give you something biblical. <laughs> for like for real. Uh, and then Veggie Tales, it's on Netflix. And then also, like, you can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that book, we got the Jesus um, Nighttime Bible and Prayers. Mm-hmm. And that, it was like a nice, thick book. It was like the Storybook Bible. Those are always really good if you do a, a, a Bible reading or like a, a book before bed. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when I grew up, we would pray before we left the house. We all pray together in the foyer because my brother went, he was older. He went to a different school. And um, so we would all get together and pray in the foyer. Also to the point. (laughs) That um, my brother's friend, he used to like, they used to walk to the school bus together. He would like run over from his house just so he could join us in prayer in the morning. Uh We don't pray before we leave the house, but when we get to the school, we do Jesus calling for kids in the car. Mm-hmm. And then Kaisa prays for her brother. Oh. And then I do the closing prayer. <laughs> I wanted to just be the one to pray, but Kaisa, I want to pray. And it's so sweet because she does not know any other prayer um, that like jumps to her mind in the beginning. So mm-hmm. she says, prayer for grace like for when she's praying for her meal and that's great you can never get enough grace (laughs) (laughs) and then uh what else what else do these kids do um listener kids on youtube all like the the storybook uh vacation bible school old school songs i got peace like the river songs I'm having flashbacks. That's just just a start. And then if you live somewhere close near Awana, I grew up going to Awana. I remember those verses. I think Awana starts at three years old. And if you could just get them in those programs. um, But the best thing they will ever see is your example. So you can teach them, like, this is a Bible, blah, 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 blah. But if you're not living it, if they don't see you ever reading a devotion, if they don't, if you don't have a Bible, um, it's, it's kind of going to be like, well, mommy's not doing it. Well, daddy's not doing it. And it's not, that doesn't happen at like 10 and 11. 
that happens now. Yeah. That happens at three and five, you know, two and four. They see, they they pick up on what you're doing. So if they see mommy and daddy or just mommy or just daddy praying with them, they, it's, they're learning like, okay, my mom prays with me. My dad prays with me. I remember some mornings waking up and going downstairs and seeing my dad and mom praying at the fireplace and just going back upstairs. They be prayer, but (laughs) I saw it and um, our kids, they don't see us pray yet because they, they be in a deep sleep, but one day they will see us like just us two praying together. And that's so, it's so important um, for you to be the model parent that you, you be the model citizen human being that you want yeah. kids to be. So you don't want your kid kissing nobody out. I'm sorry. You got to stop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is going to hurt your feeling. Uh, one of our friends that we share, Aspen Chanello, she was up here visiting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Talking, blah, 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 blah. And I said, period, Kaiser. Period. Period. <laughs> I was like, all right. So that's the end of that. Uh, <laughs> That was cute while it lasted. Uh, what I say, <laughs> but it's just be the, be the, be the parent that you want your child to grow up to be not mm-hmm. the instructional parent. That's like, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Cause they have to know that you've lived too. And yeah. you're still living and right. you still are experiencing hardship. You still are experiencing joy in life. Um, and your kid, t- your kids teach you something yeah. and you yeah, teach they do. your children something. And it's okay to, to tell your kids, you know, you did this to mommy, like you, not like in a negative way, but like you taught me this. Yeah. yeah. So you're not only, you're not only this boss stay at home mom, who's just actively doing all these things. You got activities, we got sensory, like, okay, you guys, y'all have to follow her on Instagram because she has all these activities, like all these different type of sensory activities, sand, water, bubbles, everything. I always, I'm like, okay, so what do the planes look like so I can participate in these activities because they look so fun. But not only are you an amazing mom, but you're also like a military and doctor's wife. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Which it's been a wild journey for those that have, either lived it actively they actively lived it with you or like myself I just came across your social media and then I was like hmm I think I'll stay um (laughs) how has um being a military and doctor's wife influenced your marriage and your parenting style because like your time that you keep I guess is like a little bit more strenuous like with the yes scheduling and stuff like that so how does that influence your marriage and parenting stylings intentionality 100 percent. in 2018 my daughter was born but before she was born that was my intention because we had been in i say we because we was both in school <laughs> med school uh for about a year yeah and I, they said, everybody said, the first year is going to be your hardest, but the second year is going to be better. They lied. <laughs> the second year, it's like their first board exam. And the first board exam, I'm not sure if it determines that anymore, but the first board exam basically determ- determines what specialty you're going to be in. So you got to score high. If you, you know, your second year, so Kareen is getting up at 3 a.m., 
um, studying real hard, going to class, coming home, you know, trying to play with the kids or Kyan, and then like I'm pregnant, then we have Kaiser, and then it's just like all this, like, right? Blue of whatever. And um, I was like, okay, we've got to be intentional because our time is not our time right now. He works for the United States Army. <laughs> it's like our time is not our time. Right. They, they like, you know, tell, tell him where to move, tell us where to move. He does have more flexibility because he is a doctor in the Army uh, versus um, a soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, like if they say like, we need doctors here. He got to go. No, sorry. You know, my kids are, yeah, you know, they've got ballet and piano. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't work that way. So right. you have to be one intentional in loving each other. And also we have to be intentional about our, our prayer life and our faith life together. Yeah. Separate for sure, but together. So we always remain like we have to remain on the same page. Yeah. You can tell the weeks where we had like a good long prayer before the week started. <laughs> I was like, okay, Lord, I just pray, you know, we got a good week and we love each other and you know, all right, I love you. All right. Amen. Like you can, you can tell, <laughs> but you just have to be intentional, like in your faith and in your time because time is of the essence and you yeah. don't have that much time. Another thing, uh, because my, my quote right now is uh, from, excuse me, uh, Esther. Yeah. <laughs> For such a time as this. Hmm. Because it is such a time as this right now. Yeah. Season. So, and for such a time as this, we have to stay up a little bit later so we can see daddy come home. Wake up a little bit earlier so we can see daddy before he goes. Uh, say no to special like different engagements so we can spend time together plan a trip so we can you know be like okay this is what we're doing have a date night at home even though I might want to go on a two-week vacation it's not happening but it's for, for such a time as this we have to live within this mean for right now right and that's okay that's see this is this is what I'm talking about you doing for yourself and it not having to be a big thing like having being able to have peace with the fact that the quote what people would see as little things are just as good as the big things I think that it's just extremely impactful because it just um it really does like the way you see things in general will change when you're able, because then it forces you to be like, how can I appreciate all the things that are happening? It's not the, it has to be this big pump and circumstance for me to be able to enjoy it. Um, My husband, his birthday was November 5th. uh, And I, uh, he was working 80 hour weeks. mm -hmm. And I, uh, knew he was working hard. I knew he was really tired. He had to work on his birthday, work the next day, and he was going to get Sunday off. So I was like, I'm going to plan Sunday. It's going to be awesome. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And um, I, I stayed up late the night before his birthday and set up the table, all these gifts and balloons. The kids were helping me. We got cake, nothing but cake. That's our favorite. Okay. 
I Man, love nothing no, but a cake. So, because so, I was like, oh, I need you to know you're appreciated. I love you. Oh my gosh. So he comes downstairs. He sees it. He comes back upstairs. He's like, thanks, babe. Goes to work. Comes back home tired. Goes to work the next day. Come back home tired. You know, we were talking like people called him on his birthday, but I said, he's he's not a big social media person. I was like, I don't have to post this. I don't have to show this. This, mm-hmm. is, this is for us. This is for him. This is this is not his thing. We're good. Right. And people were like, are, are you are you and Kareem good? I was like, what? First of all, I stay out of grown folks' business. <laughs> his birthday his birthday is today. I didn't see you. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, whatever. And that's what the, I think the biggest part of this whole journey I'm learning of like motherhood and, and especially in marriage, because we're in this social media age, there are some things that need protecting. Mm-hmm. And even when you share, you still have to protect your family. You have to protect who you are and not saying like, if I would have shared his birthday, that would have been not a protection, but sometimes people are kind of looking all in deep and you have to showcase love, showcase joy, showcase forgiveness, showcase loyalty, showcase intentionality, showcase your low moments of like, not like, yeah. I mean, like today was a difficult day. And then you have to know when it's like, this is for us. This is yeah. for our family. This is, this is, you know, Kaiser, daddy needs a cake. Daddy needs balloons. I don't, I don't have to share that to the world. Him knowing it is just like, it's just, um, if, if, uh, being a doctor and army wife, like in, like, concluding this whole question is more about intentionality and security Mm. being like security like securing my family securing um, our futures securing our uh, goals but then also protecting who we are from just outside outside Mm. that's beautiful man Almost makes me um, want to have a family, but I'm more concerned with being an auntie than anything else. Let, let me tell you now. I am so honest to goodness. If you if you don't want to have children, come talk to me. Because I am not going to be like, don't have kids because they wake you up and blah, blah, blah. Not me. That's, that's not who I am. I'm going to tell you, if you don't want to have children, you don't have to have children. Because... Society has no control of what you want to do. Right. Now, if you do want to have kids, I will also be there like, yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. I want people to, to do what they want to do. It's, there's nothing wrong with being auntie. There's nothing Mm-mm. wrong with being uh, grandma. There's, there's nothing wrong with being mom. Yeah. If your heart's not in it, why force it? If if you're not at that point, not saying that you'll right. get there, you might not, it, it not saying like the negative, but it's just like, if, if that's not something you desire, if that's not something you want, I'm going to support you. I'm going to be your biggest support. 
I'm gonna be your biggest cheerleader. I'm not gonna say, child, they'll take your time, they'll take you <laughs> this, they'll, they'll give you stretch marks. Okay, whatever. The bread will give you stretch marks too, girl. <laughs> Casamigos. <laughs> I have not a child, and I do, in fact, have stretch marks. So it's, I'm not going to be that societal bait that's like, the Lord said, mm-hmm. and multiply. That's not me. I'm going to just support your decision and love you for whatever decision you make. Because mm-hmm. we all need aunties. We all need babysitters. It takes a village. And the village is not for the children. The village is for the mom. Oh, absolutely. It, it's not. It has. Ne- it never has anything to do with kids. If you've ever actually been involved in a village, nine times out of ten, the kids are just very absolutely. not that high. Absolutely. Yeah. They're there. just there. They're really the garnish. That one little lemon that they give you when you go to the seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The village is for the mom. Yeah. Sometimes dad. Depending on the situation. Exactly. He just kind of right. he just kind of goes with the flow. Exactly. It's it's for mom. So it's like whatever mom really wants. Like I don't really know. You tell me. Even going back to your first question, growing up in a large family, I truly learned everyone has a role. Mm-hmm. In life, everyone has a role. Yeah. Some people are moms. Some people are mothers to a group of women who yeah. have children. Yeah. Some people are, you know, later on in life, they could be a step parent. They could be, you know, just always auntie. Some people are the encourager, the prayer warrior, prayer warrior. I know that (laughs) (laughs) everyone has a role. So you just, you just have to be like, Lord, what do you want for my life? And, and help me to reason with what you want for me. Because it's really hard when you don't want that for your life. Yeah. hard. I'm pointing to myself when I'm living the good life and then I'm a mom at 24. Excuse me? That's, no, I did, uh-uh. Then, and then I'm a mom again for oh. six? But you just, okay, Lord, what do you have for me? I'm, I pray he don't have another child because I said this, I said this the other day. Uh, this is my quote. I said this. I did not steal this from anyone. This is me. Motherhood is ghetto. <laughs> but it's fun, ghetto. You'll lose your hair for a baby and gain a beard. <laughs> it's the truth. But it's just like, okay, like, Lord, okay, this happened. Now give me all of the resources that I know you have to strengthen right. me on this journey. And when I'm 42 and 44 sipping pina colada, uh, what is it? Pina <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank <laughs> you. Oh my gosh. Oh my it's, gosh. It's, it's a journey. You have not because you ask not and not like materialistic, you know, Lord, I want a house. Lord, I want a car. Lord, please give me the resources I need on this journey in this stage, this month, this week. Yeah, you know what I need this week. I, you know, the future. What do I need this week? Lord, give me the resources that I need this week so that I'm a stronger being for myself, for my husband, for my children, for my family, for my friends, for my community. All that. To you, he will. He will. Daylight savings. He did not. He didn't. It's okay, but the next day. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. 